0: It's Monday the 18th of November 2019. My name's Alex Elliott and you're listening to the first anniversary episode of The Week in Iceland. The programme that asks what's been happening in Iceland this week, why it happened and why we should care. As the programme bravely steps into its second year of existence, it is a great pleasure to welcome the same two guests today as joined me in the first ever episode on the 12th of November last year. Rúv journalists extraordinaire Birte Björn and Thor Hildur. Olaf Stottir, welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you. And Thorhildur, uh, I believe thanks and congratulations as well um, because we've actually dragged you in from maternity leave today, so.
1: Yeah,
2: I was pregnant uh, yeah. last year when we did the show and uh, now I have an eight months old son. Yeah. Who is lovely. I like him. <laughs> uh, and I like staying home with him. But I'm going to venture soon back into the working field.
0: So today's a small taster of, of, of Ruf. Yeah, and what
2: is uh, supposed to come later. <laughs> <laughs> now,
0: uh, a massive amount has happened in the news over the last year. Um, in our first show, if you remember, we actually talked about Iceland there buying Huawei. That yeah. seems like mm-hmm. a long time ago. Yep, it does. not happen. <laughs> there was a stranded cargo ship and the interest rates had just gone. Up. Um, as we know in the last week they've just gone down again uh-huh. to their to their lowest ever level now. And of course we hadn't even ever heard of the cloister scandal. Oh, Can you times. imagine? Yeah. Now this week, of course, has been dominated by another scandal, the uh Samheri Bribes for fishing quotas scandal in Namibia, which I imagine we will want to talk about. Yes. The country celebrated its annual Icelandic language day this Saturday. Um, Iceland finished their Euro 2020 qualification bid with a 2-1 win over Moldova last night but it was too little too late and now we need to fight for a playoff place in March Um, The proposed new Icelandic budget airline will be called Play, it has been announced Um, It plans to have its own flight operators licence from day one and to start flying next month Its website is already live Reykjavik family park and zoo lost Snorri, its 30-year-old male harbour seal. Uh, Two females of the same age are still at the park, but Snorri was fortunate to live at least five years longer than most males. And the Oslo Christmas tree has been cut down by the mayor of Reykjavik, and the giant Christmas cat has been switched on downtown. Does that mean we feel Christmassy yet? Uh.
3: Maybe a bit. Yeah, I think
2: it's coming
0: slowly. Slowly, but surely. We
3: have a little bit of snow, so it helps. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
0: That's true. Yeah. Anyway, where should we begin?
2: Of course, Sam. Harry. I think so. I think so too. I think we have yeah.
0: to. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the biggest news of the week, if not
2: the year, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So where to start? I um, question. I mean, question. <laughs> yeah, I, mean uh, I, thi- I think I um, think this is shocking. Like the uh, these news. And uh, uh, these alleged bribes uh, that uh, Icelandic fishing kings has so what is, been... what is
0: the background of this like? Where'd...
2: Yeah, wow. The uh, the background is like where to start. Um, basically, they just started, uh, just branching out. Yeah. Uh, they wanted to go from uh, only fishing in Iceland and uh, start fishing in uh, other countries. I mean, this is of course a international fishing company, and and it can do that. Um, however, it uh, turned out that the infrastructure and the politics in uh, Namibia are uh, vulnerable, and uh, and uh, and corruption seems to be lurking in the in the corners there. And uh, yeah, sorry,
0: just quickly, though, it does on on paper at least, Namibia has got one of the strongest, fairest constitutions in the world.
2: Yeah. And mm-hmm. the
0: day after this scandal broke the minister the, the two ministers involved stepped down. Yeah, it has and had
3: a huge impact in the Nibian, Ma- Namibian uh, government. It, yeah, I mean immediately it takes it. effect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: And if true, I mean they um uh, they, this Icelandic fishing company uh, bribed their way into Namibian fishing quotas, which is of course uh, uh, very serious uh, and and uh, and and just uh, not according to any law anywhere. No, and it's especially
3: uh, sad because if we dig a little bit further down t- in, the, in the history, because uh, uh, when you talk about relations between Iceland and Namibia, Iceland was kind of the key player when, when was it 20 years ago? 20 years yeah, ago, yeah. When uh, they were building an infrastructure uh, recently, gained independence and wanted to, you know, do everything correctly and wanted to build a system that was free of corruption and free of
2: everything, you know, in that sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then uh, it was at that time when Icelanders actually established a lot of goodwill with the Namibians. And I heard like the Namibians they uh, came to Icelanders because. Iceland was of course a country that was uh, didn't have have a history of uh, colonization of the uh, African uh, country and they didn't have like they were just free of all the yeah. <laughs> the, the exploitations that many other countries have uh, and have ha, ha, have in their history when it comes to Africa and so, of course
3: uh, a lot of experience yeah, in the fishing we, industry we had
2: expertise mm-hmm. in yeah. uh, in building a fishing industry so uh, a good relationship was established between these two countries.
0: And that was primarily public sector. That was government assistance, wasn't it? Yeah, government, yeah.
2: yeah. And, uh, I mean, but this, if these are bribes, uh, um, if they are true, they have been exploiting the goodwill that was established on uh, good terms all of these years ago. And it's just also very sad. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think actually you can just, for Icelanders this is a shock and, uh, and people are generally just very sad uh, by yeah, this I think so by this information and uh, of course I mean uh,
3: for everyone for, for the people of Namibia for, for all the people who work at Samherji yeah it's yeah sadness was kind of the f- feeling you got when you watched the episode of Quaker last week
2: yeah yeah um, I think what is maybe uh, like uh, interesting for people who don't speak Icelandic is maybe to uh, uh, explain the name of the company, Samherji, what it means. Alex, uh, you are fluent in both languages. Uh, could you...
0: It's a uh, compatriot, isn't it? Like yeah. Someone that's by the side of you. Yeah. An equal, yeah. a peer. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. Someone which... who uh, also just uh, supports you. Mm. Samherji means that. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't that ironic?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it is.
3: But I think this case also has uh, shown the great importance of investigative journalism. Yes, I think.
0: Yeah. Because they've been on this information
2: for, for a long time yeah. now. Yeah, they've they, they been working it year, very carefully, and and this is just something that is just not thrown out without any investigation. No. Or like they have done their groundwork very carefully. And of course, then there will be ongoing an investigation by authorities, of course. And but this seems. But they to be, wouldn't come
3: about if this if, if yeah. it wasn't for this. Yeah. Show mm-hmm. or
2: okay, good. But this seems to be very well done, and um, and that's why we should definitely like take these uh, allegations very seriously. And this is not something that we can overthrow just being just like oh yeah, this is just something that is fabricated. It seems to be. Uh, Something that is really serious.
3: Yeah, and you see the response in Namib- Namibia. I mean, yeah. you mean two, uh, uh, two from the government have, yeah. have already resigned because of this. So and their assets
2: so, frozen. Yes. Mm.
3: So a lot of things is happening Im- immediately there. So, you know, the accusations are taken seriously. Yeah. And what
0: is happening here? Uh,
3: investigation work, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is the, the this is just going to be looked into. I mm-hmm. think the, the 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 case has uh, been uh, is on the table with all the uh, the authorities that uh, should look into it. Mm-hmm. But then we just have to see what uh, will happen. Um, while that is happening, uh, people are just trying to get their minds about this, and maybe something for. Um, like a foreigner in Iceland to explain is just how this how the relationship between a fishing company like Samheri and just the, the, the society in Iceland work. Because this is something that um, you kinda of have to explain. Samheri is not just like any other company. Mm. It is the biggest company in fishing industry in Iceland, and it is, is extremely powerful, and it also has a very huge impact in the 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 societies where it has its um, where where it is working in. For example, in many small villages around Iceland, they are just the life and blood of these villages. Mm. I mean, they mm-hmm. have. Like their factory, their work is what is giving everyone in the town's work. Um, and also, um, the people who control somebody—they are not like—they are not faceless. They um, there's something—it's uh, all—it's very old-fashioned when it comes to Icelandic fishing industry uh, because the 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 man—that's always man—who uh, control the, yeah. the biggest f- fishing industry—they go about to. Um, rub shoulders with uh, you know people on the ground and these are not like even though they are worth m- millions of Icelandic Kroners I and mean, extremely, powerful. Uh, extremely powerful extremely powerful extremely rich. they are just walking around in the harbor they know everyone, they shake hands with everyone and they also support these communities. By millions, you know, we have the, the Icelandic Fish Soup Day in Dalvik. That is just one of the biggest celebration in Iceland. Um, mostly supported by uh, Samheri, mm. a huge concert. I mean, it's beautiful. This is Samherje who is like financing this and uh, um, supporting this a lot. And, you know, just little things, buying... Uh, Football equipment for the, all the twelve-year-olds in the village. Something like this. This is what Samer does, it, uh, and it has shown to be very like socially um, responsible. Mm-hmm. They, they are the good guys. They are considered to be very good guys. Uh,
3: and you saw, of course, the response from the, on the news from the people who live, for example, in Dalvik, uh, when the news broke. Uh, I mean, people didn't want to believe it and it's very understandable. They just yeah, wanted I mean, to wait and see until, you know, there was further investigation. Then, you know, didn't want to, you know, take this uh, information just and be shocked about it. They just wanted to
2: not to believe it. Yeah.
3: And, uh, like I said, it's very understandable. It's-,
2: it's safe to say that this was all met with uh, quite a lot of disbelief in uh, the areas where Samheri mm-hmm. is uh, uh, the strong. most yeah, strong and mm. powerful. And of course, I mean, Samheri is extremely important for these villages. Mm.
0: And what about the concept of damage? I mean, this is the biggest fishing company in the country. What's next? I mean, can they bounce back from this?
3: Um, If you talk about damage, I mean, the first thing that comes into mind is the damage of the reputation of Iceland.
0: Yeah.
3: That's definitely something that's going to
2: happen. I mean, This will affect us all, uh, whether or not we live in Dalvik or not. No, Everyone true. in Iceland are going to be affected by this. And then also, this is going to affect uh, the international uh, business that uh, Samer is involved in. Mm. It, has, it has branched out uh, quite a lot over the past few years.
3: And once again, in you know, a few years' time, Iceland is still you know, uh, in the international news connection with something called you know bribe scandal
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah I mean, words this that is, you don't want to have when you're, you're getting <laughs> pretty tired of this yes. i mean we have this samaria thing now uh we had the panama papers and then we had of course the financial collapse and it's seems to be if you look over it we are just not very ethical when it comes to business are we seems to be it seems to be yeah.
0: certainly some people yeah. yeah, and it, and, and, and it, it is kind of connected because this this case again does involve channeling money through tax havens.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not just about bribing people no. for fish.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and also because uh, like um, the fishing, the fish in the sea is a co- is considered to be uh, owned by everyone in Iceland, mm-hmm. and then these big companies they rent the quota and they fish it, uh, but they are also just. Um, they're supposed to pay their taxes off it. Mm. I mean, this is, and they they pay a lot of taxes. I mean, this is, they, they the money that comes into the Icelandic society is just, is from these, uh, yeah, from these uh, industries. But it's so sudden that they, um, because they're very rich, it's so sudden that they have to go by all these lengthy mm-hmm. means if they're trying to hide money from uh, the people uh, of their countrymen and then they're also just stealing money for other <laughs> nations mm-hmm. like if this is if this is the case i mean if yeah. this is the case yeah. then it's just it's just very interesting uh, uh, very uh disturbing and it's just i don't know i i just i i think I think I have to say that I, I you just kind of like hope that it isn't true.
3: Yeah, I mean you. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I,
2: just as an Icelander, like mm. we have had the all these blows of our uh, national pride and our national identity, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and this is just too much. I mean, <laughs> with you, we, you, I just really, really, and I can relate to uh, people. Uh, uh, in Dalvik and everywhere, just like, please say it and so. Yeah. I mean, this—if it become—if this—if this is a case, I mean, it's—it's—it's yeah, it's, it's it's just devastating.
0: Yeah. Yes, I agree. Should we move on to something
1: yes, slightly more positive? Yes. <laughs> <quite> sad. now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, where should we go? There's the language day?
1: Yeah. Sure. That's yeah.
0: another. You know, it's
3: uh, a better translation than the Day of the Icelandic Tongue, which it's called in <laughs> Icelandic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is also always a celebrate, uh, you know, nice day.
3: Yeah, but do you know do other nations celebrate their language day? Do you know of any
2: other nation that does that? Not off the top of my head. No. No. Hmm. Oh, well, maybe they celebrate like very. Uh, like the small languages of the world, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. somewhere but, you know you know we we need this what what i I am just seeing man more and more people t- uh, talking about this because there was um A few years ago, nobody wanted to see the Icelandic language evolve. Like people were very old fashioned towards like you cannot say this and this is not grammatically correct. Mm -hmm. But this is people are getting like they're loosening up a bit and they are celebrating that the Icelandic, the Icelandic language is going in all direction. Like while we're not like like if we're not speaking English, but we are like going o- with all these ways with uh, the Icelandic language then it's okay we just we have to celebrate that
3: and including English <clears throat> English words in Icelandic in a good way and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: just like putting English words uh, and forcing them into the Icelandic uh, grammatical yeah. system is just it's it's a it's a very basic evolvement of uh, languages, and part of this
3: <clears throat> modernization of the languages, like the day yesterday, the Icelandic language day was a, in my opinion, a lot of you know, a b- lot of new apps were being presented, yeah, yeah. apps that you know you have to, uh, they are collecting Icelandic voices, and you know a lot of you know modernization about you know how to, uh, uh,
2: how to, uh, what do you say.
0: Uh, take the language take, into the
3: future.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, and, f- and collect what we have, yeah, and you know, we have to go like we have to go uh, straight into the uh, uh, the digital age with Icelandic. Yeah, definitely. If we do not do that, then this language will not survive. Yeah. Mm. the battle is lost. Yeah, so yeah, uh, young people speaking grammar, uh, grammatically incorrect is not the big threat towards the Icelandic language. So. No, <laughs> we need to yeah
3: look to the future with the Icelandic language.
0: And what purpose does the, the National Language Day hold? Because, I mean, it, obviously it's highlighting an issue that it's a, it's a year-round issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, does it have any specific relevance? Like, uh, like, did you celebrate it personally?
3: I was working, writing in Icelandic. Maybe
2: that's a way to celebrate. <laughs> well, I'm trying to teach my son to speak, so. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. How's
0: that going so far? Uh,
2: well, he is trying to master ma. No. Okay. He says, but he basically thinks he's just saying mama, 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 mama. He has no idea what he's. And ma yes, is kind mama. of
0: that could be any language. Yeah, yeah, moment,
2: yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just that. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's but really uh, good at French. There's one Icelandic word that he's also trying to get. Uh, it's is that. Mm. Mm. and uh, I think all Icelandic parents uh, uh, can relate to this that basically uh, means fell Mm. and you know children at that age they're constantly throwing things (laughs) on the ground and he says oh fell it fell (laughs) (laughs) that's
3: probably one of the first words every Icelandic child learns yeah Yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) the top five (laughs) not my fault
0: (laughs) the day of the Icelandic tongue literally translated of course um is the birthday of Jonas mm-hmm. Um And he was important.
3: Oh, yeah. He was. And he was also very good at uh, creating new words. He has a list of words that, are, that he made up to uh, have, you know, beautiful words in Icelandic about international things.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. He was really good at that. Yeah.
2: And like we have, we have to have like great minds like these constantly working and mm-hmm. finding new words yeah. in Icelandic for everything that is thrown at us. And you know, at this modern age, I mean, you know, things especially like in the computer industry and all these. Mm-hmm. Fast forwarding. <laughs>
3: yeah. We just have to make it exciting. I mean, at, uh, the day of the Icelandic language shouldn't be about, you know, you should all go home and read Icelandic books and yeah, yeah, no, speak it's... properly. It should be about, you know, evolving the language and do something fun with it and use it yeah. in many different uh, areas. And yeah, yeah.
1: Do something with it's, it's, not,
0: um, it's not just sentimental. I mean, the Icelandic language is, is beautiful and useful and it has Characteristics that are really good for like yeah, describing feelings and you know in a way that English doesn't have. Yeah. I think it's it's great. It's great for rap and poetry. Yeah, and, yeah
2: true. And, then and it should actually, evolve to yeah. be
3: you know to be useful. You know, it it stops being useful in my opinion if you stop
2: evolving it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and you can see because you uh, spoke about the, the the rap and the hip hop and the music industry, uh, and that is actually very great because there's so many rapping. Uh, um, um, groups in Iceland that actually are taking the Icelandic languages with yeah. with them into these all of these songs and they're doing it very in a very fun way yeah. and most and, of
3: the most popular ones are all
2: they're all rapping in Icelandic yeah mm. and yeah and and that i i like it because mm-hmm. uh, you know Iceland uh, i think the Icelandic language is actually very it's very good for rapping. It is, yeah. yeah it's it has, a kind of it's colourful and it's, uh, you know, you, you all sound, you, you sound a bit tough mm. when you're rapping in Icelandic and isn't that the main idea of being a rapper? Yeah, that you're you say, very tough. True. And then you have young children, <laughs> you know, know. singing these
3: songs <laughs> and, uh, you know, asking their parents, what does this mean and what does that mean? Yeah,
2: yeah. And yeah. It, it is, it can, can be quite difficult because uh, another thing of the, the <laughs> rapping music is yeah. that they're not only tough, they're sometimes very vulgar as yeah. well, so sometimes difficult mm. for parents to explain yeah.
0: <laughs> and I- Icelandic radio famously doesn't censor things i noticed that no no, yeah. no. So we
2: would
3: never <laughs> not anymore
0: at yeah, least. No, not anymore but, i mean it used to be just in english you'd hear the swear words in english songs and you'd think oh it's just iceland because it's not yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. but we did like i think we uh, the 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 search uh, song um, uh, Shutem was uh, censored in Icelandic radio like mm. any other radio uh, oh. but and
3: then they had of they had of course span words i mean uh, words like homosexual and lesbian yeah, they yeah. couldn't be said out loud on radio yeah but in, in a song it was
2: okay yeah 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 but, yeah, but, but the, the that word. has changed yeah that has changed yes.
0: yeah different topic okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we um where should we go there's the board. I'm maybe not that interesting. Oh. Um, the new airline.
2: The only
3: thing about the football is interesting is the women's choir who sang the national anthem. I
2: they know. were brilliant. Yeah, that, that was they, a, uh, it was very uh, welcoming and you very nice. They, they are just ge- getting uh, so m- celebrated so much on uh, Icelandic social media. Yeah, definitely. I mean, was a nice our welcome. national anthem is hard. I mean, even yeah. for professional singers. And they just nailed it. And they're Gorgeous yeah. as well so i mean well done molto yeah mm. and we're uh, going to
3: give them uh, points in eurovision song
2: contest you oh, <laughs> must year. definitely <laughs> <laughs> It, the, the atmosphere
0: couldn't have been more different between that game and Turkey a couple oh, of days yeah. before. Uh, yeah, one of
2: the Turkey fans? They were booing our yeah. uh, national anthem. I thought so, that I was mean, kind of forbidden. I mean, I thought it was oh, sort of wow. like yeah, yeah. it you know. is. Yeah. but Moldova you know. they are just they are putting the standards very high yes. when it comes to uh, football competition, and uh, and it's good for them. I, mm. I praise Moldova for this. Yes, it this very is welcoming. how football to be it should be. I, definitely. Mm.
0: And I think it really reflected well on their country as well. Oh, maybe, yeah. The fans looked happy and, and it, it was a nice atmosphere in the stadium. I and mean, it was yeah. 10 or 11 o'clock in the evening there. I don't know why yeah. they played it so late.
2: Because foot, football is supposed to be fun and it's so, supposed to be like celebration uh, celebration, and uh, and respectful. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, there are many countries all around the world who can look to Moldova and how they played Iceland uh, uh, yesterday. And like Florida so, was saying,
3: I mean, uh, this is the topic that everyone is talking about here <coughs> in Iceland after the math, after the match, not, you know, the fact that Iceland won, but, yeah, yeah. This, but this amazing just, performance.
2: Yeah, it was just very well done. Mm-hmm. It was.
0: Moldova definitely are not going to Euro 2020. Iceland hopefully will. Maybe. Well, but it's well, maybe. Um, too early to say. Yeah, too early, too early to today. say. And we find out tomorrow which countries they might have to play against. And okay. then we find out on Friday which country they actually will have to play against. Okay, okay. And the match is going to be in March in Reykjavik, which okay. they've not done that early in the year before. They're hoping that the grass will be um, not Interesting.
2: frozen. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they, we will get nations that are not used to playing yeah. in the wind and... Uh, <laughs> and snow and frost. Snow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. N- maybe we can use the Icelandic weather in our advanced... <laughs> For once. For <laughs> yes. once, yes.
0: Well, they're hoping very much that they can play it in Reykjavik, but they might have to do it in Denmark I or will. the Faroe Islands. Oh,
2: well. okay. Oh, the Faroe Islands. Yeah, that okay. came I was surprised yeah. when I heard but that. It's was going a... to rain oh, okay. there as well.
0: <laughs> it is. It probably won't be frozen, though. So. No, no, no. no. Uh, well. Yeah. So anyway, there's not a great deal to say that about that, because we don't know who we're playing yet. No. But uh, it will be in March. Um, something else? There's the Christmas stuff or the airline
2: well, I actually would like to speak about Snorri.
3: Yeah, I'll bless his you know, I included
0: that story because it was the most popular story on Røv English of the week. Yeah.
3: Okay, it was. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, I, I wouldn't have done otherwise, but he's been there since the park opened in 1989, yeah. 1990. Yeah. He was born in 89. He's been at the park since 1990. So it is a big thing.
2: Mm-hmm. This is something... Um, this is, just, this is something that is, of course, happening all around the world uh, w- with uh, more interest in animal welfare and also just um, how people eat differently. Uh, plant-based diet or veg- vegetarians mm-hmm. or vegans are just... Uh, they're growing by the numbers. And, I mean, we just question it now that if we should keep uh, animals in captivity... Um, for uh, and show them off.
3: I think this is going to change. I mean, I think in maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 years' time, mm-hmm. we are not going to have...
2: Yeah, I, I actually, I just, I think because we should, we should definitely talk about this because seals are uh, wild animals. They are not, uh, and this uh, pool where Snorri has lived for the past 30 years is no. tiny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean although he's well taken care of of was, course but he's well t- it, yeah, taken care of but when this, when this. It, this was pointed out to me and uh, and like because I've gone and and seen him several times with my children and and I have to say that I I often I have, I have often thought about like wow well, this can be fun and now when it has been pointed out mm. like the life that this seal has had I I, I I can't condone it, I think, anymore. No. I can't do it anymore. Mm.
3: But then he lived f- five years longer than the average seal. Lived, yeah, so. yeah. But that but doesn't... Quality
2: say, life. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But we yeah. don't ha- it doesn't say that, like, how... Like, he had if he If it has, was a good life. No, like true. And do you, don't you really think that he wanted more to just live in the sea, even though it would maybe take five years of his mm, life? True do have can't all ask that him now, freedom but, yeah. yeah we can never ask him but like that's the thing like we are thinking differently about having animals in captivity yeah, definitely. and you can see it in all around the world in the zoos in the uh in the water parks where they have the whales like that was very popular in the states 10 mm. 50 years ago i mean and I agree. This, with this is all order,
3: changing. I, mean, I I relate to <coughs> that. You know, once you go to shoes now you don't get the same you know feeling of excitement than you know that you yeah. used to have. It's you get this kind of another feeling as well. Mm. I'm this I, is some, yeah. somehow
2: wrong. Yeah, I I, I think I, I I I think I just can't go to shoes anymore.
0: Of course, they mm. respond that that the natural world is in crisis. Conservation is so important, and that they are doing an important role mm. in in helping wild animals and. and
2: yeah. yeah, but then it should be like, we should not try to put them in small pools, then we should maybe just imitate their natural uh, environment, environment yeah. and and and, may, and of course, the best thing is just to help them out and preserve them in their natural arri- uh, envi- uh, environment, instead of taking them out of it and mm. moving there to some place man-made.
0: Mm. I don't know what his story was and how he ended up there, but... Um, at the Reykjavík Family Park and Zoo, they do tend to take a lot of injured animals in, don't they? Yeah, they
2: yeah, do. yeah, and that is good. Like, yeah. we have had falcons there uh, and uh, the Icelandic eagle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have had wild animals there. And owls, right? Yeah, and owls. Yeah. And, uh, but they are kept there until they are, um, uh, you know, well enough that they can be released again into the nature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I see that completely different than, not mm-hmm. that was never going to go back to the sea. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, it is quite sad.
0: Is there any information on whether or not he'll be replaced?
2: That's the thing. I, I think the uh, Reykjavik, uh, um, uh, like the mayor... And all the people that work for Reykjavik are actually debating this now. That yeah, they are what saying, they're going uh, do. Yeah, yeah, what are they going to do? Because this has been uh, criticized quite a lot, mm-hmm. the, this seal pool in the park. It isn't big. No, it isn't not. big. Mm-hmm. And it, again, seals, it's not It's not like the cows who are kept there. I mean, cows are domestic animals. These are wild animals. And mm-hmm. we maybe we should draw the line there that wild animals shouldn't be held in captivity. Yeah. We have to discuss this at least. I agree with
0: that. We're all in agreement.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so we might as well just leave it there, I
1: think. Yeah. yeah with a show we... behind us. <laughs> yeah.
0: It just leaves me to say a huge thank you to my guests, Behte Björn and Thorhildur Olafsdottir, as well as to Lydia Greta Stottid for running the studio. The Week in Iceland will return to roov.is forward slash English, Roof English on Facebook, to the Roof app, and as a podcast, including on Spotify, next Monday, the 25th of November. The anniversary edition of the show seems like the perfect opportunity to switch the format at the end of the show. And from now on, instead of the uh, number one song on the popular list of for radio <laughs> we are going to swap that out in favour of what I'm calling Icelandica um, which is a piece of music each week of any age that is culturally important to Iceland and Icelanders and where better to start than with a song that has been repeatedly although admittedly unscientifically um, voted as Iceland's favourite party song of all time the ninth track from the 2005 Jeff Who debut album Death Before Disco this is Barfly bye for now
1: it starts with a haircut that you don't understand All dressed up looking so sharp. just knowing you're the man With the walk to the beat and your moves on repeat The game is on tonight.